I'm here with you today to talk a little bit about parenting. Uh, last week, uh, we were looking at our passage, Colossians 3, verses 20 and 21. Uh, and it's a really small passage. It doesn't say much. It just says, uh, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. That's really it, Colossians 3, 20 and 21. And what we talked about last week was the need, first and foremost, to set the right foundation with our children that they know uh, who their God is, that, his, uh, that he is a gracious and loving God, that they are accepted in Jesus Christ because of Jesus Christ, on account of Jesus Christ, and not based on what they do. And we talked about how significant that is before we get to anything else. And the reason I spent so much time there is because I think the natural default for us is to go to what our passage says today, which is merely... Uh, instruction or discipline. And so I want to just reiterate that again. The foundation of parenting as a Christian is to actually steep our kids in what it means to be a beloved son or daughter of God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit. That being said, uh, discipline and instruction come in light of that. They come in light of being children of God, uh, just as God the Father disciplines his children out of love for them. He disciplines us still. His, uh, Hebrews says, I'll read that passage in a bit. Um, so we too are called to discipline uh, our children as well. So uh, I want to read before I get into uh, the rest of today, uh, the parallel passage for Colossians. Uh, many scholars will tell you that Colossians and Ephesians were written at the same time by the Apostle Paul. And you can see, therefore, a lot of parallels between the two letters. And in Ephesians, it goes a little further than just telling fathers not to provoke your children lest they become discouraged. It goes on to say in Ephesians 6.4 that we should not just provoke them or not provoke them to anger, but also bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So uh, what does that look like? In light of them being saved by the gospel, in light of our kids being loved by God, what does it mean to discipline them in light of that gospel? Well, I think a good sort of example of that is ultimately found in God's discipline of us. I mentioned it just a, a bit ago. Uh, and that's found in Hebrews 13, or excuse me, Hebrews 12, verses 7 through 11. And it reads like this. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, indeed. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So some very important things to point out here about discipline. Uh, first of all, it is because we are already God's children that he disciplines us. 
not to make us good enough to become his children. We already have the status of prince and princess of the king. We already have the status as adopted sons and daughters of him. None of the discipline makes us more or less than that. It is ultimately done for our good. The purpose of discipline is for our good, that we might become more like him. That's what the passage says. Discipline is a gift from God, though painful at the time, the author recognizes that, that ultimately is meant to yield, quote, the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The peaceful fruit of righteousness. So when we think about disciplining our own kids, uh, we, we ought to be thinking about it in those terms. Uh, the word for discipline uh, essentially means to confront the foolish things, the wrong things your child does. That's really kind of what it means. Uh, to tear down bad habits, uh, you must seek to attain the fine balance, and I think it is a fine balance laid out for you in Scripture, which says on the one hand to discipline your kids, Proverbs thirteen twenty four, whoever spares the rod hates his son, famous passage, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Or Proverbs twenty two fifteen, folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. And yet on the other hand, even as we do discipline, we strive not to embitter our kids, as Colossians 3 and Ephesians 6 both warn fathers against doing. And so I think the danger is, whenever we talk about discipline, is on the one hand we can be too strict, uh, too unbending, too inflexible, not displaying love in our discipline. So even if we're confronting wrong, we're doing it in a way that conveys that we really don't love our kids or that God doesn't love our kids. And yet on the other hand, we run into the danger of being too lax, uh, letting the child uh, make up his own mind, not confronting their bad habits, their evil habits, making excuses for our kids. You know, oh no, no, Johnny wouldn't do that. He's just an, an angelic little being. Um, neither of those are right. God is the model for how discipline happens. He doesn't ignore the problems that exist in us, but confronts us. Uh, yet in his confrontation of us, he is always doing it in love for us. As Hebrews uh, 12 tells us, he does it for our good. It's always done for the benefit of the child. Discipline is done for the benefit of the child, not to just merely bring you relief from your sinful child. <laughs> Believe me, I've been there. Uh, and again, the hope is that it will actually yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Now, uh, that said, the scriptures don't merely tell us to tear down, but also to build up. Um, it's a both and kind of thing. The way the scriptures uh, tell us to do this is, quote, by instruction. As Ephesians 6, 4 says, bring them up in discipline and instruction in the Lord. Now, as a father, I can testify to the fact that although neither of these injunctions is necessarily easy, um, discipline alone is, I think for many of us, the natural default. Uh, we tend to think that as long as we just confront the problem with our child when they're out of line, that we're basically doing our job. But in reality, uh, according to our definitions of these words, we can't merely just take away bad behaviors, but we're called to replace them with the right words and thoughts and behaviors in our children. And actually, we, we need to go further. Uh, because the issue isn't merely behavior modification. 
that's a big problem for us. It's really, it's belief modification. Because the scriptures indicate that what we believe ultimately translates into how we behave. So children, like adults, have wrong beliefs bound up in their hearts, and then they act on those beliefs. They're naturally idolaters, just like you and I. Therefore, we can't just instruct them in what to do. We have to instruct them in what to believe. They have to know. They have to be reminded all the time of who God actually is. The God who created them and everything in this world. The God who hates sin. Is, he's, he abhors our evil tendencies and evil actions and evil thoughts and evil words. But he's the, also the God who redeems our uh, sinful bodies through his son, Jesus Christ, in spite of our sin. He's the God who calls them to live lives of obedience in response to his grace to them. So this presupposes, of course, that as parents we know actually what to tell them about God, uh, which in turn presupposes that we are at least somewhat familiar with our Bibles. And so part of parenting uh, to discipline and instruct their kids means actually teaching them the word, uh, getting them into the word on a regular basis. Uh, Deuteronomy 6 verses 7 and 9, or 7 through 9, speaking of God's commands says this, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The, here's the point. In everything we're do, we do, we're instructed that the word of God is to be spoken, explained, and applied to our kids on a regular basis. Now, that's sort of very brief, sort of discipline and instruction. That's the, the very broad sort of category for what we're called to do as parents in light of the gospel. Let me wrap up here by uh, just saying a few things to you who um, realize that you don't do this uh, very well sometimes. That uh, your discipline maybe can be too harsh or it can be too lax. Maybe your instruction is really not too thorough and it really is just about behavior modification for you a lot of the time. I get it. I really do. Maybe you've had times with your kids where you're convinced that, like, all right, I probably have scarred them for life by something I said to them today or something I did. I mean, all this stuff is real. I know the insecurity that we so often feel as parents, as a father of three. I really do get it. Here's a few things that I've found helpful and I think that are scriptural for you who uh, find yourselves discouraged at times about parenting. Number one, always remember... God loves your children vastly more than you do. And therefore, because he loves your children more than you do, he is going to watch over your children, and he is going to guard your children, and he's, he's ultimately the one that is the father, the parent of your children. Thankfully, uh, as important as parenting is, and it is, our God is the one who steps in uh, above and beyond our mistakes. Because if our kids' righteousness 
was dependent on our ability to instill it in them, then none of them would make the cut. So remember that God loves your kids a lot more than you do. He really does. And that's a really important thing. Um, <clears throat> secondly, when you mess up with your kids, don't be too proud to humble yourself and repent. I'm not kidding. To your kids. I, I, I told people this for the 10 years of ministry that I have been involved in pastoral ministry. And a lot of the time I get these looks of uh, just kind of shock. But here's the deal. If you mess up, your kids know you messed up, and they're not impressed by you pretending you didn't. But they just might learn to see you as a truly, uh, at least person striving to be humble, if you just come to them and say, you know what, Daddy messed up. Daddy shouldn't have raised his voice like that. You know, Ma Mommy was, was really stressed out, and she took it out on you. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? You ask your kids, will you forgive me? I know, I know, this runs counter to so much of what we hear, but I'm telling you, it's, it is the way forward. Repent when you blow it, please. And not just to your kids, to your God. Repent when you blow it. And then finally, last thing, um, remember that God loves you, that his love for you is not dependent on your parenting ability. That your identity doesn't lie in how great of a parent you are or how awesome your kids end up being someday or, for that matter, how uh, bad they may end up being at times. That is not your identity. Yes, I know you walk around in the world and you're afraid that you're judged because of your kids and you're, you know, I get it. But here's the deal. That is not your identity. What you need to remember is what God says of you. And that is that you are a beloved son or daughter of his, that nothing can separate you from that love, and that he is going to complete the work that he has begun in you, even, even the work he's begun in you as a parent. So I hope that is encouraging to you. I hope that helps at least a little bit. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next Friday. God bless.